I have an awesome new company that I want to share with you guys. It's called Ned. Ned is a wellness brand rooted in the belief that we can all feel better and live better through a simple means and deeper connection to the natural world. And y'all know I'm all about the holistic side of health. Ned produces a large variety of CBD oil blend. Personally, I have been using the 300 milligram CBD oil as well as the hormone balancing oil for around a month now. And oh my gosh, it is a life changer. I used to struggle really bad with falling asleep at night and occasionally struggle with anxiety. But ever since I started to use these products, I fall asleep like a dang baby and my anxiety has been at an all-time low. The other product that I have been absolutely loving is the Balance Oil Blend. And if you're a female, like most of you are, you need to try this product. The Balance CBD Oil supports hormone balance and eases period symptoms. And let me tell you, when my period cramps were sent from Satan himself before using this product, and now it barely feels like anything's going on down there. You've got to try it. These products have also been proven to help with anti-inflammatory a natural pain reliever, PTSD, treatment to depression, a rich source of antioxidants, as well as treatments for more serious chronic conditions such as epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and more. If you want to check out Ned and try their CBD products for yourself, we have a special offer for my Nutrition by Lex podcast listeners. So go to www.helloned.com lex15 or enter lex15 at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash L-E-X-1-5 to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Thank you so much, Ned. And just to clarify, subscription orders are already discounted by 15% off on the first-time purchase, but when you use my code, you get an extra additional 5% off for a total of 20% off your subscription orders. Thank you so much to Ned for your amazing products and for sponsoring this episode. You're listening to the Nutrition by Lex podcast with Alexis Roberts, a dietetic graduate student and soon-to-be registered dietitian. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I am Lex, um, aka Nutrition by Lex. You guys probably know me from Instagram, TikTok, all that jazz. Um, I am back today with our Nutrition 101 series. This series is pretty much basically a series to better educate you guys on just nutrition and food in general because I think anyone who's consuming food, which is everyone, right, um, we should have a little bit of knowledge about what we're putting into our body and what we should be putting into our body and what we shouldn't be putting into our body and the nutrients and the minerals and all that good stuff. I nerd out about that sometimes. So, But before I get started into today's episode, which is going to be on um, polyphenols, which I'll dive into in just a second. I want to mention the fact that I do have my first ebook out, Abs by Lex. I'll link it in the show notes. You guys can just click on it and go get it right there. If you've been dreaming about having a defined stomach for a while, go get this book. I promise I've gone into detail about how to get a defined stomach and the best recipes and calorie calculations, macronutrient calculations, workouts, tips, all of it. I've got all the stuff jam-packed into like 62 pages or something like that of an ebook and it's just It'll send you an email and it can download. Make sure to check your spam or junk mail or anything like that too after you purchase it because some people have been having some problems with finding it, but I promise it's there. You'll get it eventually. Um, Another thing is that I am taking clients now. 
about half my spots are filled up. So I just want to let you guys know, get in a free consultation while you can. I'd love to work with you and figure out how to better your lifestyle and get you on that healthy journey to reach your goals. And just last thing before I dive into the today's topic is I would really appreciate it if you guys could leave a review on this um, episode on the show in general. It really helps me out. It really helps the show. And by leaving reviews and stuff will allow me to keep making these kinds of episodes for you guys. So that's all with the little side notes announcement sort of things, I guess I could say. (laughs) But today's episode is pretty much going to be like an ultimate guide on polyphenols for your health and your gut microbiome. As I've said before when talking about like probiotics and things like that, I'm a nerd for um, gut health. So what are polyphenols? Um, I guess we should just dive into that because a lot of people don't really know. But um, it's well known in general that a rich diet in fruits and veggies is associated with lower disease risk, right? So the foods that our our nature provides are exactly that. They're all natural, right? It comes from nature. They're all natural. And they have no added chemicals, and they don't have any undergoing processing. It doesn't go through any kind of processing. It's all just like whole foods, fruits and veggies, um, grains, and all that stuff. So these plant foods are perfect for the human body to thrive on, pretty much. They taste great and are full of color, and what more they have so many different health benefits. So these benefits are provided by the nutrients and natural chemicals that they contain. So one example is polyphenols, like we're going to talk about today, right? So polyphenols have antioxidants and anti-inflammatory benefits that help prevent illness and disease associated with inflammation. Collectively, these beneficial properties of polyphenols are great for your health and your microbiome, as well as your just like overall well-being. So what are polyphenols? Polyphenols are natural compounds found in many plant-based foods and are great for your health. Polyphenols are micronutrients present in many plant-based foods and beverages that have antioxidant properties, so they may play a role in preventing many common diseases that are associated with oxidative stress. Oxidative stress occurs in the body when large numbers of free radicals overwhelm the body's natural repair system. So free radicals are oxygen-containing molecules that have an uneven number of electrons. So when there's uneven number of electrons, this makes it unstable. So they hunt for an electron to pair with that odd one that's just floating around in there, right? So that's why free radicals easily react to other molecules. Molecules, sorry, words, Alexis, words, molecules. So leading to the oxidation. Oxidative damage is a major cause of many chronic illnesses, and antioxidants work by denoting the electron to the free radical. This donation makes a free radical less reactive, but the antioxidant itself remains stable. So when its system isn't working properly, your body is more prone to certain illnesses, right? So if something's off, your body's more prone to certain illnesses. Polyphenols are the most abundant oxidant in the human body, and they come from plant foods. So hundreds of polyphenols have have been identified in different foods, and there are two main types, flavonoids and phenolic acid. So of which of these are recommended in your daily intake by approximately one gram per day? A quick tip, um, it may not sound like much, but one gram of polyphenol is like 10 times more than the required amount of vitamin C and 100 times more than vitamin E. Just a fun fact for you there that I had found um, in some research articles. Um, I didn't even realize how much smaller or 
it really was compared to the other vitamins and minerals that we're getting in through our daily diet. So there are different types of polyphenols and where they come from, like food sources, right? So there are many different types of polyphenols and they aren't fancy. So you can find them pretty much anywhere in fresh produce, like the produce section of the supermarket. If you go to a farmer's market, anything like that, you can pretty much find them anywhere you buy food, right? So polyphenols are responsible for some of the bright and vibrant colors of foods and vegetables, uh, fruits and vegetables, sorry, not foods and vegetables. Vegetables are foods, duh. Um, eating polyphenol rich foods is like eating the rainbow. And you guys know I preach eating the rainbow all the dang time. I love it. Like I say, in every single meal, protein, carbs, fat, three different colors, eating the rainbow. So there are one, two, three, four ish, um, classes of polyphenols. And I'm going to dive into each one of those just a little bit here and talk about their specific type and their food sources where it comes from, just so you guys have a better idea of it. So the first class of polyphenol is flavonoids, like I mentioned earlier. So the specific types, oh Lord, I'm going to try to pronounce these that I have written down, but we'll see if I get them right. Okay. Catechin, quercetin, hesperitin, uh, <laughs> cyanidin, diazine, and and that I butchered all of those. So you don't really need to worry about those because I've got food sources that we do know the names of and you can get at the grocery store. So, so flavonoids, you can get them in things like onions, teas, apples, citrus fruits, red fruits, soybeans, grapes, cacao, red wine. Um, I'm pretty sure all of you guys know what those are. You know where to get them in your grocery store. Um, so that is where you will get your flavonoids from. Next is your phenolic acid. Phenolic acids, the specific types of those, there's two different types. It's caffeic acid and then ferluic for, for acid. I think I said those right now too. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to butcher all of the specific types, so just warning. Um, but you can get these kinds of polyphenols in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, cereals, and coffee. Um, so like I said, that's a pretty wide range of food. Like You can get phenolic acid in a lot of different foods specifically since it's just like all fruits and veggies pretty much have it so go for your fruits and veggies and eat a whole foods diet colorful remember eat the rainbow colors um you'll pretty much get in what you need for a phenolic acid then there's phenolic amides and this is oh i'm not even going to try to pronounce these maybe i will oh my goodness okay capsicinoids capsicinoids and then avin avanthromides i'm not even going to try you can find those in chili peppers and oats so that one's a little bit more specific, but you guys know I love my oats for breakfast, just like whole grain rolled oats. Um, those are, well, I do gluten-free. You guys can do whatever you want. Um, but chili peppers, try to incorporate those into like lunches and dinners if you're doing some type of Mexican food or something like that. You can put chili peppers in pretty much anything. Um, and then oats are perfect for in the morning or if you want to put them in smoothies. Um, and their overnight oats are even super easy. You can prep them the night before or even on Sunday for the entire week. Um, so that's something really easy to get into your diet. And then there's other polyphenols, resveratrol, agallic acid, and ligonins. And you can find other these other types of polyphenols in grapes, red wines, strawberries, raspberries, flax seeds, sesame seeds, and grains. So as I've mentioned um, throughout the list of all of those different food sources, there's been a lot of red foods that have come up. And that, like I said before, polyphenols are responsible for the colors in some fruits and vegetables and stuff and so think about how red and like vibrant and colorful red fruits and vegetables are they're so vibrant um and most of that color comes from the polyphenols in the food so 
Plus, there is a little pot of gold at the end of this like nutrition rainbow, so to say, because polyphenols are good for your health and gut microbiome as well as like everything else I've mentioned before with like illnesses and stuff. So now I want to talk about how do polyphenols prevent disease? We've talked about where they come from and kind of broken down the scientific part of it and stuff. But now I really want to talk about how polyphenols prevent specific diseases. So you may you may never spare them at thought, but like polyphenols are in many foods and they help to protect your body against many chronic diseases, as I've mentioned multiple times already. I can't stress it enough. Um, but because they're antioxidant properties, polyphenols can limit oxidative damage associated with aging and degenerative diseases. So that means that the risk of developing diseases, which are more common as you get older, like cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes type 2, um, these can be reduced by antioxidants and polyphenols. So starting with heart disease or cardiovascular disease, this is a number one cause of death worldwide, according to the World Health Organization, or WHO, as some of you may know them as. But Yet in most incidents of cardiovascular disease, it can be prevented by just changing certain behaviors such as poor diet, physical inactivity, smoking, and alcohol consumption. So what this is like, what does this have to do with polyphenols, right? So, well, you should think of polyphenols as being your friend when it comes to this. If you want to reduce your risk of developing cardiovascular disease, it's already a well-known fact that eating a diet rich in fruits, veggies, whole grains, and other sources of dietary fiber like are great for your youth. Um, tea is also a well-known of polyphenol acid. They're in foods too, but I just want to mention that tea is also a great one. I don't know, maybe that just like popped into my mind randomly, kind of getting off track, but going back into cardiovascular disease or heart disease. So um, a major cause of heart disease or cardiovascular disease is an elevated level of low-density lipoproteins or LDL. Um, this is more commonly known as like the bad cholesterol. If some of you guys have a hard time remembering if LDL or HDL is the good cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, I love to say that the LDL is the lousy cholesterol and the HDL is the happy cholesterol. So, um, one of my professors said that to me a couple years ago and it's just like stuck. I can't get it out of my head, but large quantities of LDL, the bad one circulating in your blood can lead to a buildup of fatty deposits in your artery, right? So this is how heart disease is developed. So these fatty deposits reduce the flow of blood around your body and increase the risk of heart attacks or strokes. So the buildup of the fat in your arteries is a condition called atherosclerosis. Oh my gosh, I can't say it. Atherosclerosis. There we go. Okay, got it. Um, However, polyphenols can limit the development of fatty acid deposits. So when free radicals activity goes unchecked by antioxidants, they interfere with LDLs, um, and this triggers a series of inflammatory responses resulting in atherosclerosis. Ooh, I got it that time. Okay, so the consumption of the polyphenols and their antioxidants affects means that can help protect you from these atherosclerosis. There we go. Equally, moving on, that's really going to 
bother me that I can't get that out properly. Um, polyphenols like the foods found in, or the polyphenols found in red wine have been shown to prevent the formation of blood clotting in animal studies. And drinking tea and moderate consumption of wine may lower the risk of heart disease. This is why you guys may have heard the fact that drinking one glass of red wine at night is good for your heart. Um, there has been some studies shown to reduce the risk of heart disease. It's most of the studies, like I said, animal studies. Um, but having one glass of red wine has been proven to lower blood pressure every once in a while. But like I said, everyone's different, um, and it has been done in animal studies. So moving on to our next disease, type 2 diabetes. Um, so just like cardiovascular disease or heart disease, type 2 diabetes is a significant health burden and one in which, again, is preventable. So there are significant evidence pointing towards polyphenols and their ability to help prevent this disease. Certain polyphenols like resveratrol, quercetin, uh, catechin, oh god, and anthocyanins y'all these words i'm telling you i'm like this in class too if i ever talk, give a presentation it's the same way uh, but have they've all been shown to reduce bad cholesterol levels in the blood and they also lower blood sugar levels so both of which are implicated in the development of type 2 diabetes right so dietary flavonoids are particularly important in fighting against diabetes especially diabetes type 2 that's because they not only have anti-inflammatory effects, but they improve both glucose or sugar and lipid or fat metabolism. Because you guys know sugar and glucose are the same thing and lipids and fats are the same thing. Um, but a meta-analysis carried out by, uh, I can't say his name, it's XU, and then the other authors um, found that the risk of developing diabetes type 2 was reduced when there was a high intake of flavonoids. So thus, flavonoid-rich foods seem to have anti-diabetic effects. Great. We got all that covered with type 2 diabetes, and they made me repeat all the words I couldn't say. So moving on to cancer. So we know that polyphenols have anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects, effects, right? We've gone over that. So this must mean that they can help prevent cancer too, right? Exactly. In fact, scientists scientists have increased their attention on polyphenol science and it is found that they can alter the growth of cancer cells. So you've already heard it, a, high, a diet high in fruits and vegetables reduce the risk of many cancers and we already know that they are rich in polyphenols. Polyphenols have many mechanisms to help prevent cancer. I'm not going to say they do, but they help prevent cancer. And polyphenols are involved in regulating the biological process involved in cancer initiation. So they can also stop tumor cells from even growing in the first place. And they have also they have a way to make tumor tumor cells kill themselves, a process known as apoptosis, which is also known as like just cells killing themselves. It's like the cells are pretty much committing suicide. So those are the main diseases that I wanted to talk about and now I want to transition into the gut microbiome and polyphenols. So the polyphenols in plant foods are just popular with your with your body and they support the growth of beneficial bacteria in your gut too. And as I talked about before, I'm a huge nerd on gut health. Your gut is connected directly to your brain. Um, it has a huge effect on all aspects of your body. So it's fair to say that polyphenols are um like gusly micronutrients and they navigate your body they pair up with free radicals and 
they ultimately ultimately like protect you from chronic diseases right like that's what i've been talking about they protect you from chronic diseases in the long run but it does not stop there they are also with you with your gut microbiota so going into this um up to 95 percent of polyphenols you eat travel or like digest like undigested are in the colon so every 95% of your polyphenols that you eat are traveled through into the colon and digested in the undigested in the colon and where they are broken down into smaller metabolites. So gut bacteria like lactobacillus bifidobacteria and escherichia coli, E. coli pretty much. I don't know how to say the E part. Um, I don't know how to say anything, obviously. I can't pronounce these scientific words that are in my classes every single day and research papers. I bet you guys can imagine like how much of a struggle it is to just like read through research papers for me because I'm like, I can't pronounce this word. I know what it means, but whatever. But anyways, they all have been identified as catalysts in the metabolism of polyphenols. So color is the trademark sign of polyphenols and whole foods, right? Like I've said, eat the rainbow. Polyphenols is just like they cause the color in our fruits and vegetables and our foods. So this is a two-way relationship in return for being transformed into bioavailable metabolites that are suitable for your body to use dietary polyphenols promote the growth of beneficial bacteria and prevent that of opportunistic bacteria the mutual relationship shared between polyphenols and gut microbiota is thought to contribute to your health it well it's known to contribute to your health so many studies have shown that the polyphenols promote the growth of probiotic bacteria right? So this is what I've talked about probiotics before. These microbes are important members of your gut microbiota, all this bacteria in your stomach and like your intestines and stuff. They're important members of your gut microbiota and have beneficial effects on human health. One of their key roles is to break down the fiber in your diet and transform it into the good stuff that your body needs. And these are like vitamins, short chain fatty acids, minerals, everything like that. So polyphenols are considered a prebiotics um, because they feed the bifidobacteria in your gut. Therefore, they increase the population of the bacteria promoting the health of your gut. The antioxidant properties of some of the polyphenols also make them promising candidates for the treatment of inflammatory gut disease, right? Here's another disease. So another bacteria species that has a special relationship with polyphenols is Acarmenisis mucinophily. Oh, y'all. Mm. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, so this beneficial microbe accounts for up to 4% of your intestinal bacteria, and it is associated with lean body mass and obesity prevention. So hello, our gut and all of the polyphenols that we're eating and our gut health and stuff also has to do with our weight gain and lean body mass and excess fat on our body. So certain polyphenols could have a positive effect on, for example, moving on, polyphenols from grapes can increase the abundance of this bacteria species, which increases the function of the intestinal barrier. So remember, the intestinal barrier works to allow nutrients, electrolytes, and water to leave the gut and travel to areas to the body in which needs them. And it protects you from invading pathogens, which could make you ill. So increasing the function of your intestinal bacterial wall is a win-win, right? 
so here's a fun fact I found for you um, that I just kind of wanted to share before we move on to like our next topic of polyphenols. But some polyphenols can prevent bacterial growth, but they are usually absorbed in the small intestine and don't make it to the colon where they can't they can disturb your microbiome. So a lot of them are still being absorbed, but they're not quite making it to the colon where they could throw some things off. So that's a positive thing. And moving on to our next subtopic of polyphenols, um, I want to discuss for a little bit how polyphenols affect your mental health because I do. Because remember, I've talked about it before with how foods affect your mental health and stuff. Um, they, they, f- everything you put into your body has everything to do with what happens in your brain and your thoughts and things like that. So polyphenols regulate the composition of your gut bacteria, and this can have serious consequences on your brain and your mood even. So diving into this topic, your gut brain access is two way communication between your gastrointestinal tract and your central nervous system. Like I said, at the very, very beginning of this episode, your brain and your gut are directly connected. There's like a straight line between the two. They talk to each other. There's no one in between. Like they just like, they're like best friends. They talk to each other and they work off each other. It's a two way communication. Like I just said, So it has an important role in your stress response, your stress responses and your gut microbiota can act upon your nervous, hormonal and immune system to influence your brain function. If the gut brain axis is destabilized, then it can have a knock on effects of the neurological disorders and neurodegenerative diseases back on the disease topic. Um, So however, polyphenols could have a protective role via their ability to regulate the composition of your gut microbiota. As aging occurs, our gut microbiota composition changes, and this can lead to an increase in the risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease. So polyphenols act on the gut microbiota by increasing the growth of beneficial bacteria, which produces compounds scientifically proven to promote our health and overall well-being. These phytochemicals have have the potential to improve depression because of their anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects. Oxidative stress is a major factor in the development of psychiatric disorders and cells in the ner- in the central nervous systems are sensitive to damage effects of these free radicals. So that's just like a little two cents on polyphenols and your mental health. And now I'm going to harp on eating the rainbow. <laughs> of course. But the more you guys know about the different colors of the foods and what they do for you, um, the better off you are when it comes to creating your own plate, right? So they look great and they taste even better. And at the same time, the polyphenols in the fruits and veggies that you are eating protect you from illness. As I've been talking about this entire podcast, it's a little repetitive, but it's okay. The more you hear it, the more you will learn it. Um, so if you want to be physically and psychologically healthy, you need to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. It's as simple as that. Um, The plethora of phytonutrients they contain, like polyphenols, vitamins, minerals, fiber, um, they're essential for your body. The problem is many of us eat well below the recommended intakes, and yet there is so much evidence out there detailing the benefits of plant-based foods. In fact, it is so bad that there are phytonutrient gaps, meaning This means that 80% of Americans, adults, aren't eating enough phytonutrients every day of every color. So, and this is like on a daily basis, they just aren't doing it. So, you know the benefits of eating more fruits and vegetables, but how can you achieve it? It's actually not as difficult as you might think. Small changes like cooking at home using fresh ingredients rather than eating out and allowing 
allowing you to pick a fruit or veggie that you like, as well as experimenting with new tastes and textures and recipes. Um, oh, and you've, and you could notice like a financial benefit to this as well. If you start eating at home and cooking your own foods and going to the farmer's market for fun and things like that, it's a lot cheaper, I promise. But most of us forget that food can be prepared and cooked in different ways to give it a variety. For example, raw, steamed, boiled, blended, and mashed are all ways that you can prepare fruits and veggies for your meals. And don't forget to season it to bring out all the extra flavors and stuff too, right? Like there's so many different ways just right there in that last sentence that I just said. There's like a table that I found um, that I use when talking with a lot of my clients um, and it highlights the differences between the foods and like their colors and um, which color it is, which foods it is, the polyphenols and the benefits. I'm going to be going through all of these, so pull out a pen and paper, take some notes while I go through these so that you know what you should be adding into your diet if you're not already getting it, right? Okay, so first we're going to start with the color red. Like I mentioned it before, there's so many different benefits to the color red. So what are red foods? We all know what the color red looks like, right? There's apples, cherries, um, raspberries, strawberries, red onions, tomatoes, watermelon, red peppers, even pink grapefruit. I know it's pink, but it's technically red. So the phytochemicals in red fruits and veggies may help protect against certain cancers, lower the risk of diabetes, and support eye health and improve skin appearance, right? So the benefits of these kinds of foods are anti-inflammation and antioxidant activity. So next we are going to talk about orange and yellow foods. So what are orange and yellow foods? There are lemons, golden delicious apples, bananas, yellow onions, yellow red bell peppers, apricots, oranges, peaches, blood oranges, carrots, nectarines, Yukon potatoes, turmeric, lemons, mango, sweet potatoes, apricots, cantaloupe, pumpkin, butternut squash, all that good stuff, right? So bright orange and yellow foods have these colors due to alpha and beta carotenes which in the body are converted over to vitamin a you guys probably have heard of vitamin a a lot more so this is an essential vitamin that helps support immune function eye health strong joint and bones and decrease the risk of various cancers and heart disease oh my gosh back again to the wonderful diseases but the benefits um of these two, not only what I just mentioned, but this more scientific benefits are they protect against stomach ulcers, they help reduce blood sugar levels, they're anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, like I said, and then they're also cardioprotective. But they're also probably mainly known for um, eyesight. A lot of people are always like, eat a carrot for your eyesight because of the vitamin A in it. So that's probably where you guys have heard that before. Next is our green foods, and we just know greens are amazing for us, right? Like everyone's always like, get your greens in. So these are things like spinach, Swiss chard, green tea, olives, celery, asparagus, green apples, broccoli, kiwi, um, green green cabbage, zucchini, artichokes, all those good things, right? So good plants are, green plants are full of chlorophyll and antioxidants with a host of different health benefits. So a main effect of clearing toxins from the body, um, which means that lowering the risk of cancer, supporting digestive enzymes and absorption of nutrients, boosting the immune system, increasing energy, and faster tissue healing. There's so many benefits to eating your greens, you guys. Like, make sure you just get it in. So these are also anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, 
activity and cardio protective, meaning pretty much that it's going to help with chronic diseases. And the last, well, the second to last, I have one more after this, um, colors that I want to talk about are our blue and purple foods. So these are things such as blueberries, grapes, um, blackberries, prunes, raisins, plums, eggplants, purple cabbage, radish, am I missing any? Cranberries, raisins, um, all of those good things. But the deep colors of these fruits and vegetables, like the dark blue and the dark purple, are brought to you by this thing called uh, anthocyanins and proanthocyanins. I don't know if I'm saying those right again, but they're a perfect pair of supercharged antioxidants. Pretty much all these dark foods are just like super high in antioxidants and they're so good for your skin and stuff, but they're amazing for promoting your heart and brain function, specifically your memory too. So that's a good one. Your memory too, um, cellular strength and for reducing inflammation all over the body. So Scientifically, their antioxidant activity, cancer prevention, they lower cholesterol, improves mood and cognitive function. And the last color I really want to top on that a lot of people kind of forget about because they tend to avoid them because carbs are a lot this color. And we know we don't need to avoid carbs, right? But this is white. Um, White foods are still important, even though they're full of carbs and stuff. They're still important, um, just like carbs are. But like bananas, cauliflower, potato, onions, garlic, um... I can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now, but like, yeah, those. Um, so we know, like I just said, like you know, a lot of people don't think of this as actually being a color, but it is. It's still part of the color that colorful plates that you need to make, right? So just think of the whites being like the fluffy cloud part of the rainbow. So it's still there. It's just not like as pretty as the other ones. So these fruits and veggies support bone health. They help prevent or they help lower cholesterol and reduce inflammation and they protect against certain cancers and balance of hormones so ladies these are good for us it balances our hormones that's all of the colors that i really wanted to go into and just to kind of summary wrap this up for you guys polyphenols are present in so many fruits and vegetables and even beverages like i was saying with teas and stuff but you might not even be aware that you're consuming them so they give you they give food their distinctive color and they are re-owned for their antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits, right? Like we've gone over. So they even have a bi-directional relationship with your gut microbiota. Reminder, your gut microbiome is everything. Um, and in return to your gut micro, your gut bacteria, making them ava- available to your body. So polyphenols have a prebiotic effect on some of the beneficial bacteria in your guts in your gut. I guess you don't have multiple guts. It's just gut. (laughs) And their ability to help prevent many chronic and degenerative diseases has increased scientists' interest in polyphenols tremendously. So they are... They are a fundamental part of your diet. The colors of the fruits and vegetables can be linked to many, many, many different health benefits. And by eating the rainbow, you can benefit from these effects. So like I said, eat the rainbow, get in your fruits and veggies and all your colors, proteins, carbs, fats, three different colors on your plates, and you will be completely fine. I hope you guys enjoyed this very, very scientific, heavy informational episode. Um, I know I couldn't pronounce a lot of those words, but I promise you, if you were trying to read them, you probably couldn't either. And that is totally okay. As long as we have them on our papers in front of us and know what they mean and what they relate to. We're all good. It's okay. 
But thank you guys so much for sticking around listening to another Nutrition 101 episode with me. I had lots of fun talking about this with you guys because y'all know I love preaching to eat the rainbow and getting people to add more variety to their foods. If you guys have any questions, remember, don't be afraid to reach out to me on Instagram at nutritionbylex.podcast. If you aren't following my Instagram podcast or my podcast Instagram, go follow it. Like, what you doing? Um, Also, remember to leave a review if possible. And my Abs by Lex ebook is live as well as my coaching. Come work with me. I would love to help to get you to your health goals as soon as possible. And we can figure something out and work together. I love talking to you guys during the free consultations. But that is all for today. And I will talk to you all again next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all and appreciate your support so much. I'll be uploading a new episode every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. Follow my Instagram and TikTok at Nutrition by Lex for more information and health inspiration.